This is Prayer Room Companion, episode 51, recorded May 4th, 2011. Blessed John Paul II and Osama bin Laden. Welcome to Prayer Room Companion. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And normally at this point, you'd hear, uh, and I am your co-host, Father Andrew Dickinson. Um, in fact, Father Andrew did say that today. Unfortunately, I, Chris, didn't make sure that the recording software is actually recording. So one of the best episodes ever of Prayer Room Companion was lost because of my failure to make sure that the software, uh, that it was actually recording. So what I'm going to do is just in a, sort of summarize the the conversation that Father Andrew and I had. Of course, it won't be the same without him actually here and me trying to explain uh, what he said, but I'll do it what I can, and, and it'll probably end up being a, a significantly shorter podcast with just me rambling on, but uh, that's all right. We can do that once every now and then. So Father Andrew and I uh, began by talking about the beatification of, of John Paul II on May 1st. May 1st was a significant day, um, uh, of course, for, for at least a couple of reasons. It was... Uh, uh, Divine Mercy Sunday, the second Sunday of Easter, the 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 octave of the Easter celebration, uh, and and again, as I just mentioned, uh, in Rome, John Paul II was beatified by Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. Uh, it was a very notable uh, event, of course. Uh, just six years since John Paul II passed away, and he's already been beatified. The next to last step before his his canonization. Um, I I have not yet actually uh, re- watched the the mass. Uh, a friend of mine recorded it for me, but I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Uh, uh, and and I did skim the homily that Benedict gave. But but Father Andrew, with some students, Sunday night watched a um, a re-airing, uh, a rebroadcast of the mass um, uh, on EWTN. And then uh, read with the students the homily as well. And and Father Andrew commented that he was struck really. By by how, so so John Paul II was beatified for the holiness of his holiness of his life, but in his homily, Pope Benedict focused on the historical impact of of uh, John Paul II's papacy in particular. So he wasn't be he wasn't beatified only because of of the over. 25 years he spent as Pope, uh, but that certainly was an important part of who he was as a man of God. And that's what he focuses on. That's what Pope Benedict focused on in his homily, uh, talking about how uh, uh, sort of the the idea or the 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 reality of Christianity uh, being full of hope had sort of, in a sense, at least in the lived experience of the 20th century, been lost. Um, that that the place where you found hope was among Marxism. Uh, the idea that, that that Marxism held out the hope for uh, for humanity, or science held out hope for humanity, uh, but the idea that Christianity in general, or Catholicism even in particular, was was the source of hope for the world, um, had sort of been lost uh, before John Paul II had been elected. There was the as Catholics, of course, there was um, in the '60s the euphoria of Vatican II. Um, sort of after the the two world wars, uh, World War One, World War Two, um, but that euphoria was quickly lost uh, among the turmoil in the church after the council. Uh, so really, throughout the seventies, there is a, a, a uh, maybe not time of explicit despair, but certainly a, a loss again of that sense of hope um, as Christians in general, as Catholics in particular. But John Paul II reinvigorated that. And I commented with, uh, in my conversation with Father Andrew how even though I, I, I really didn't pay much attention to Pope John Paul II until my reversion um, in, the, in the mid-90s, um, 
really his, the the I certainly did after that uh and 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 the joy uh the the courage the hopefulness that he expressed that he exuded uh as as the pope as the leader on earth of the catholic church um was clear and was very powerful to me as sort of a latecomer to to his to his pontificate uh, in terms of paying attention to him uh so so that's 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 what pope, one of the things that pope benedict focuses on uh in his homily mass and you can find by the way you can see i'm pretty sure that the the funeral can be viewed online certainly you can read a copy a transcript of the homily of pope benedict's uh so so that was a a, a big day for us as catholics or a big event for us as catholics the beatification of john paul ii um i mentioned uh that that my son whose name is carl uh, sort of named after uh, Pope John Paul II. Pope John Paul II's birth name was Karol Wojtyla, uh, Polish name, Polish spelling K A R O L, um, and uh, my son is sort of named after him. So we we celebrate the beatification at our house on Sunday. Uh, but then, of course, uh, much uh, in the secular world, at least, much bigger news came that evening um, with the news that the United States had had raided a, a compound. Uh, in Pakistan, and had uh, found and killed um, Osama bin Laden, the the leader of Al Qaeda, uh, who had ordered and directed the terrorist attacks on September 11th, 2001, on the United States, and also other numerous other terrorist attacks around the world. Um, uh, the, of course, over 2,000 Americans lost their lives because of, of Osama bin Laden, and uh, scores or, and hundreds of others uh, around the world did as well um, as a result of various al-Qaeda terrorist attacks. Uh, and so, so this is sort of a, obviously a milestone in... Um, in the United States' war on terror. And Father Andrew and I talked a little bit about that. You know, you can't really win a war on terror uh, because it's a tactic, it's an idea. Uh, but certainly in this war against Al-Qaeda, uh, uh, this was a significant achievement. And not the end, based on what numerous government officials and, and other than commentators have said, and that's sort of, you know, it, an interesting thing. Father Andrew and I, Father Andrew talked about, you know, when we think about VJ Day or VE Day in World War II, um, there was a lot of rejoicing in those days um, because they meant that the, you know, the war, or at least that part of the war, was over. Um, but that's not the case as of Sunday with the death of Osama bin Laden. The war against al-Qaeda, uh, well, it took a significant turn with that. Uh, it continues. Um so, so we talked a little bit about that, and then, but just in general um, about, about about a Catholic Catholic response to the death of Osama bin Laden, there was a, a statement put out by the Holy See by the press secretary uh, for the Holy Father on Monday, and I'll just read this uh, briefly and comment on it. Osama bin Laden, as we all know, bore the most serious responsibility for spreading divisions and hatred among populations causing the deaths of innumerable people and manipulating religion for this purpose. In the face of a man's death, a Christian never rejoices, but reflects on the serious responsibilities of each person before God and before men, and hopes and works so that every event may be the occasion for the further growth of peace and not of hatred. So, um, you know, Sunday night uh, in, in Washington and New York City, Washington, D.C., New York City, a lot of people took to the streets and were celebrating the, the death of Osama bin Laden. And then beginning that night and, and on Monday, there were, there were critics who were lambasting people for, for rejoicing 
um, over over the, the 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 death of Osama bin Laden, um, and I wouldn't, I, I don't, and Father and Andrew, neither of us agree that that we should um, attack or lambast those who who were taking to the streets. Certainly, I mean, those are the two cities where the terrorist attacks occurred, and 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 I can understand why some people may have been rejoicing. Um, and as the Vatican statement says, I mean, <laughs> this man was responsible for the death of thousands of innocent men, women, and children. Um, uh, certainly he, he did or, or ordered, uh, many, many horrible and evil and terrible things. Um, so I can understand why people would have rejoiced at the same time, uh, from a Christian perspective, a Catholic perspective, uh, what would have been better than his death would have been his conversion. Unfortunately, that did not happen, at least during his lifetime. Um, you know, we, it, as the statement says, uh, at the face of a man's death, a Christian never rejoices. We don't rejoice or we ought not rejoice when somebody dies, um, uh, am I happy that Osama bin Laden, that we stopped him, that we either captured or, well, we could try to capture him or kill him? Yes, I am. But do I rejoice in that? No. Um, death is always a horrible, uh, horrible thing um, in any circumstance. The, 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 the separation of the soul from the body is, was not God's intention for us as human beings. Um, so we don't rejoice at his death. Uh, at the same time, though, again, there's that acknowledgement that he did many horrible and evil things. And, and numerous people, including myself, you know, in effect, I see this as, as the, the just issuance of, of capital punishment, so to speak. Uh, so, so we don't rejoice in it. Rather, I think what we're called to do, uh, certainly many, many people uh, have said this, that um, Divine Mercy Sunday was celebrated that day, and, and it's an appropriate day. And we need, frankly, to pray for the repose of the soul of Osama bin Laden. As horrible, as terrible as the things he did were, um, I still pray for that he had at the last moment of his earthly existence a moment of, of profound conversion and repentance for the great evil that he had committed, uh, that he had ordered. Uh, and, and, and I do pray and hope that he, that he might be joined um, with our Heavenly Father uh, in heaven. Um, after, no doubt, somebody like this who might be saved uh, would have some considerable time in purgatory, um, to be honest, uh, to, to, to cleanse their soul of the effects of the sins, the great, great um, evils they have committed. Um, but I do pray that that happens. Uh, as I pray for the salvation of, of every man, woman, and child, as, as, every, as every Christian, I think, ought to do. Um, again, though, that's not in any way, no way to minimize the evils that he did, in fact, commit, but to, to pray that, that God might forgive him um, uh, and that he asked for that forgiveness uh, in, in the moments before he actually died and before his soul left this world. So that's... Uh, in a nutshell, about a third of the time, uh, that's what Father and Andrew, Andrew and I spoke about um, today in this episode of Prayer Room Companion. So as, as always, um, please feel free to send in your comments, um, share your ideas, any, any feedback you have, any ideas you have, anything like you, you'd like us to hear about uh, for, an, for, the, uh, for an upcoming episode of Prayer Room Companion. And with that, we will be back again next week, and I will make sure the recording software is working properly. In the meantime, have, once again, a blessed Easter season. May God bless you, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Prayer Room Companion.